You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. Hey everyone, I'm Paul Worth. Oh, it was a nice warm welcome there, Paul. I threw a little, I threw a little mix in that one. You did. I, Surprised my co-host. You did. I, we'll roll with it, though. We like our surprises here. Uh, our guest today is Art Subcheck from Business by Phone, or you might have heard of him on the Art of Sales podcast. Art, how are you doing? I am doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. Hello, Art. Thanks for being here. Uh, Art, uh, your background, of course, is heavy in sales, but let's dive right in first off with uh, just giving us more of a background on you and uh, and your history in sales. Well, my history in sales started when I was probably old enough to talk like most people. I always say everybody's a born salesperson. Some people just choose not to make it their career. But uh, it seems like I always had sales jobs all the way up through high school and in and, and college. Matter of fact, my first sales job was when I was 13 years old. My first paid sales job, I took a bus into downtown Omaha and sold tickets to the policeman's fundraiser circus. It was actually the Fraternal Order of Police. But that was my first paid sales job that it seems like I had all different types of sales jobs all throughout high school and college. And then my first actual corporate job was with, with the old AT&T way back in the day at uh, the Bell System Sales Center. And probably even more relevant for your audience is that I knew I was going to go into business and I had a uh, high level course at Creighton University, where I graduated from, and it was on small business, and we had to do a business plan for a business that we would actually go into, and I'm looking around going, what, what can I get into? So I'm studying different franchises, and I did one on a bathtub refinishing franchise. And I got an A-plus on the paper, and the professor said, you could actually take that to the bank and get uh, financing for it. But I thought, eh, let's go, with the, let's go with the corporate job, get some guaranteed money before I go do my own thing. So, that, um, it, so that's when I decided to, to start my own business after about a year at, at AT&T. And uh, here I am today, about 35 years later. And what was that first new business, what you see today? Sales coaching? Uh, pretty much, pretty much. It was a uh, it was a consulting company that morphed into a training and a publishing company. So when you start out at about 23 years old, you you make about every mistake in the book and you starve for a while, but then eventually you, you if you stick with it, you figure things out. Great. And that's our connection. So when we first started this business, one of our co-founders, Dan Houghton, knew about you. Um, we listened from afar. We read your emails, helped us um, sort of hone our cold calling skills, which we had to do a lot of back then. Uh, and then I've just kind of followed along, but you're no longer in Omaha, which makes you smart, smart, good yeah. at sales. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're based out of, uh, you were saying Scottsdale now, right? I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. But uh, Omaha will, will always be home. And, uh, and I, I still actually read the Omaha paper every day online and still have my Creighton Creighton basketball tickets and still Nebraska football fans. That's great. I thought bringing you on art would be great for um, our, our clients because we talk a lot about lead management, sales, and this is another element to that, right? So what, what do you specialize in when it comes to the sale? Well, for, for the, the audience, my background and my specialty is in using the phone as one of the main parts of your sales process. Primarily over the years, I've worked mostly with business-to-business -business salespeople on proactive outbound calling. However, I've done over 1,500 training programs over the years, and I've worked with companies in a wide variety of industries, including those who are selling directly to a consumer and those who are handling the incoming call. And, and I know your audience 
uh, being in the construction business, primarily, unless they're doing commercial, they're dealing with the consumer. Probably uh, many of them are handling the incoming call, whether it be a lead they generated or a referral. Um, or, or possibly calling up a, a referral that is given to them. So even though my background isn't in that primarily, I've done so many things that focus on those functions that it really doesn't matter. Because when it gets right down to it, guys, it's humans talking to humans. Mm-hmm. And, and selling to me, my definition of sales is helping people get what they want, which is helping them buy. Mm-hmm. And everybody listening to this, that's what that's the business that you're in as well. Right. And so we talked about this on a previous episode. I keep saying that, but there's a there's a qualification when it comes to construction, especially if you get a volume of leads. You can't meet face to face with every single person because they may not even be worth your time as it relates to budget and their style and what you want in a client. Because it's important to have the right clients for your business. So a lot of our clients and people listening are doing at least that initial phone call. So what would be some tips or sort of some structure around that original phone call to help people. That first call that either the client calls you and says, hey, we'd like you to come out, or they get a lead and an email from their contact form and they're, they're making the first call, hey, we got your information. What should that be like? Yeah, here's here's the, the biggest problem I see with people who get incoming leads is that they get a lead and then they wanna talk and they, they, wanna, they wanna sell what they wanna sell. Well, bottom line is, I mean, common sense tells you that if somebody raised their hand and they contacted you, they did so for a reason. So why in the world wouldn't we want to find out what that reason is as quickly as possible? And I mean, I do this with with my incoming calls. So somebody calls me up and say, yeah, I want to talk about training. Tell me, uh, tell me what you have or what are your prices? And I'll say, I'll be happy to. Let's talk about what you're looking for. And I'll ask many variations of the why question. And really, if you can find out somebody's why, why they're looking to get something built or something remodeled, and, and I'm not talking about just because they, they, they say that they, they want to build a house or they want to remodel their kitchen. That's not the reason. What's the why behind that? And, and again, in my case, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to. So tell me, why did you call me? Yeah, And there's a lot of different variations of that. Uh, so, and, and you can, of course, play off of what somebody says. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at um, doing an addition to my house here. That's great. Tell me about that. And then let them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out of the way. Shut up. Let them, <laughs> let, let them finish. A lot, a lot of our sales team is, is younger people. And so one of the first things we talk to them about is like when, when they start a, a sentence and when they start talking, let them finish. Just because you have an answer halfway through doesn't mean that they're not they're done talking and telling you about it. So I think that's great. Yeah, I like that's that. A, that's I a like good that as step one. Just shut up. Yeah, yeah. Is, are you looking right at me for that one? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Tom. No um, the other thing I, I, I liked about what you just said there, Art, was if you ask why did you call me, not only are you going to get the reason for their call, but you can help with your marketing, right? Like, oh, I saw your website, I liked your photos, or oh, I talked to somebody and they said your name, or I saw your sign out in the yard. Those are all keys to let you know that whatever you're doing marketing wise is doing that. So do more or is working. So do more. Yeah. And, and the other part of that is listening mm-hmm. because you said that they're, they're going to, they're going to give you a lot of information. And, and, and again, every, everybody listening to this might not consider themselves to be salesperson. They may not have that in their title, but nevertheless, everybody sells mm-hmm. and listening is a skill 
that really needs to be practiced and refined. And when you ask a question, so for example, you ask that why question, I would suggest that you take it to the, the next level of listening and have a pen in hand and listen for the, the emotional trigger words. When they say something like, yeah, we're just really tired of, uh, of the bathroom that we have right now. Oh, we're really tired. Why was that? Um, or they say, yeah, we saw something that uh, one of our friends did with uh, their family room and it, it looked perfect. Perfect in what way? And if you just sit back and now you're taking notes, they are actually writing the proposal and the presentation for you because they're going to be using words that you can use back to them both verbally and on paper that they're not going to argue with. I mean, they can argue with your words, but they're not going to argue with their own. Wow. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's great stuff. True. I'm taking notes right now. Actually. I'm taking notes. Well, because I think a, a lot of, just like in every other part of the construction business is most of the time you've not been trained in what you're doing. So you're a business owner of construction because you were good at actually producing homes sure. uh, and then you hire production and you don't really think about sales. And so teaching your sales team, some of this stuff is great, but then taking that to the next level with that presentation and a lot of construction sales right now is tactical. Okay. You want a home? Okay. What do you want in it? And then you go find out how much it is and you present to them. Not super exciting. Right. right. So it's, it's pulling on those emotional triggers. That could be a great tip for our team. I love that. You know, going into this podcast, I was thinking, okay, we're gonna talk about sales sales is all about talking, right? And I love that the first step is don't talk, just listen. I think that's fantastic. What else do you got for us, Art? I would say that the skills that are required to be extraordinarily successful at, at sales in the construction business are really no different than the skills that everybody uses every day in just normal social conversation. Too many people think that, oh my God, if I got to be in sales, I got to sound like that slick talking salesperson and you know, I got to you know, deal with objections and, and, and all that. Actually, forget all that crap because that's what people don't want. What people want is to, is to talk to a human who, who really cares about them. If you look at any sales situation where you were happy about the outcome, it was because, again, you probably did the majority of the talking, the, the salesperson listened, and then just gave you exactly what you wanted. So uh, again, it's, it's pretty simple for your business in that, uh, again, I, I work a lot with you know, higher level sales, enterprise sales, and all that. Here we're just talking about humans who have a need. So somebody calls, you get a lead, you you either follow up on the lead or if you can answer it as quickly as possible because let's face it today we live in this attention deficit instant gratification society where if a web page doesn't load in two seconds, we're out of there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know in my case, if I'm looking for something and I don't already have a preferred vendor in mind, and, and I did this where I, I think it was sprinkler repair, and I called up three different people that I found on HomeAdvisor and had to leave messages for all three of them. And one called me within 30 seconds. And he was the guy that got the job. Another guy called me within two minutes and he didn't get the job. Wow. <laughs> now you would think two minutes is pretty quick. Yeah. And, and it was. So, I mean, have some systems in place. I mean, I'm sure there's varying degrees of how people are generating leads. Mm -hmm. But if, 
if anybody is spending any money at all on advertising or search engine optimization or, or anything at all where you're generating a lead, what you really need to do is to put a price tag on that and say, every one of these phone calls is costing me 50 bucks. And would I just throw 50 bucks out the window? Probably not. So if I've got 50 bucks laying here that could potentially turn into tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, why wouldn't I jump on that right away? Okay, so that's that's number one, the timeliness of it. Number two is, again, very quickly getting getting to the why, asking questions, because that's what's going to separate you from the person who is just quoting on price and is going to be beaten down on price and also how they're going to be perceived by a buyer. Because if, if somebody thinks they're buying a commodity and the contractor is selling as a commodity, that's what's going to happen. But if, if I'm asking questions and I'm asking, well, what's, what's going to be important to you here? And what haven't you liked about anything that you've uh, had in the past as far as your experiences with contractors? What did you like the best? Now, how are you going to be making your decision on this? And so, again, what are your three most important criteria in the home that you're going to be building? And, and again, all I can spend hours just you know, coming mm -hmm. up with, with questions like this. But bottom line, you mentioned qualification, guys. I, I'll be asking them, so what are you ultimately going to be basing your choice on? And if somebody says, well, you know, price is going to be a concern. Okay, aside from price, what else are you going to be looking at? And if they say, well, I'm going to be looking at this, this, and that. Okay, so if I can give you this, this, and this, but we're going to come in higher than somebody else, would you go with us? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I have so many. Tom is just. I like, have so many follow-up questions. Writing so many things yeah. down right now. But I, I think what's great is not. It's not just great, like you said, for if you're a salesperson, it's great for a business owner, a construction company to understand this and take some of these tips to their team. Question for you: Are when you called those sprinkler car companies and left a voicemail, did their voicemail set expectations for when you were going to get a message back from them, or you know, what are you seeing there? Do you have any tips for people when they are? recording those voicemail messages for the potential clients. My voicemail greeting if somebody's calling me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, if I'm a contractor, what I would definitely have on there, and, and again, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary on size because I'm sure you have some, some uh, solopreneurs out there and then you probably have some bigger operations. I would most definitely have on there uh, who you are. I would have the day. Today is the date. I would even have the time on there because this is a time sensitive business that, that you guys are in. And I would let them know that uh, we're, we're out on a job right now. But if you leave a message, I will get back to you by whatever time. OK, so please you know, give give very specific instructions. This is this, and this. OK, or if you have alternative methods, you say you, you can go to my website, you can submit your inquiry there. I will get that on my mobile as well. People want information. Just don't say, uh, hey, leave a message. I'll get back to you at my earliest convenience. It's like, <laughs> when might that be? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let them know. Let them know. And at least now they got a little bit of satisfaction there. That's great. So let's reverse that. What should the talking points of a voicemail be back to the client, to a prospect? So this would be after I've received an inquiry, yep. I'm following up on that, right? Yep. I'd say, hey, Mike, Art Subcheck here with ABC Construction. Thanks so much for uh, contacting me. Uh, I am very interested in talking to you and finding out more about your project so I can give you the, the best quote possible for what you're looking for. I will give you my phone number. I, I will be available, you know, give them the times. Mm -hmm. 
Also, if you'd like to reach me by email, here's my email. But uh, again, please, please do give me a call back and uh, I'd love to speak with you. That's great. So you had mentioned something about systems and we talked about this quite a bit on this, on this podcast, but I want to talk specifically about scripts. Even if you have one salesperson or even you are the business owner doing the sales, do you think it's beneficial to go back to a script to retrain yourself on what your talking points are? whether it's the first call, whether it's the estimate meeting, whether it's whatever it is. Do you feel like that's important or scripts have a bad name? So what's your take on that? Well, here, here's my take on scripts. We need to follow a script like an actor follows a script, not like a telemarketer in a boiler room reading something. Okay. Yep. If you look at what a script is, it's the proper combination of words to use in the exact situation that's going to give us the audience response that we want. And the absolute worst time to think of what you're going to say is when it's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <Yeah. laughs> if that's my if brand. I have that's... the opportunity to prepare for something in advance, I mean, why wouldn't I? And you could tell everything I just said there was scripted because it wasn't the first time I said it. Right. <laughs> but the, the key is you, you can't, it, it can't sound like a script. So again, let's, let's all joking aside, here's what a script is. It's being prepared for what you're going to say when you need it with the best words possible to get the result that you want. So you sound smooth when you're doing it. Mm hmm. And too many times salespeople say, oh, well, a script is not me. It's not natural. It's not conversational. It sounds canned. And if somebody is afraid of sounding canned, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of sounding stupid, right? But if a salesperson gets on the phone and starts winging it and starts bumbling and stumbling, what happens? The, their worst fear has just come true because they weren't prepared for what they're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But, yeah. but again, the key is never sounding like you have something there in front of you. Now, with that being said, I can't script out my entire conversation because the homeowner or the customer doesn't have a script. Right. <laughs> so what we do want to do is be prepared for the things that we, we, we know don't require a response. Our voicemail message, our opening statement. Okay. I can know exactly what I'm going to say there. Now, after that, I want to have my questions prepared. But then after that, I want to be prepared for where am I going to go with the answers. So if somebody, if, if I ask, well, what's going to be most important to you in your remodel? Well, we're, we're looking at the lowest price. So my scripted answer to that's going to be aside from price, what are you going to be looking at? Mm -hmm. And they say, well, mostly it's going to be price. Okay. So, so you're telling me that you're going to go with the absolute lowest price, regardless of, of what, what's in the proposal or the, the, the type or quality of work. Now, see, that's all scripted, mm -hmm. but right. doesn't sound like it. Now, the, the, the other key to, to having the script is being comfortable and knowing where I'm going to go with it. So we can't confuse script like the telemarketer with being prepared. So instead of thinking script, think of being prepared for what I'm going to say. And that also includes the practice part. Absolutely. So practice. But to generate that script, would we just start with who are we as a business? What's our brand to make sure our messaging messaging's right? Or do we look at our best sales guy or woman and say, what is that person doing every day? Let's just duplicate that. Well, I, I would look at your best sales guy or, or woman if they're blowing it out of the water. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
What I would also do is go out and look at some standard sales principles and processes and figure out what what should I be doing in this particular situation. Mm -hmm. in, in your business, there are probably some of those things out there. Uh, just in sales in general, there's <laughs> what, what the internet has done for us has put out there just this tremendous collection of, of sales knowledge and, and techniques. Now, with that being said, not all of it necessarily is good just because you see it on the internet, because I've, I've, I've made a business out of making fun of some of the stuff that's out there on the mm -hmm. internet because it's just garbage. Mm -hmm. But uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And I just wouldn't rely on just your own internal best practices. Granted, I would look at, I got somebody's blowing it out of the water, somebody's doing great. Yeah, I most definitely want to see what are they doing well. But regardless of how good they are, they can get a little bit better as well. Right. Absolutely. You know what our listeners could take away is if they're interested in doing the script idea, maybe they could reach out to a coach like yourself to get more information. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I'm not going to claim that I specialize in your business, but I've done a lot in inbound calling, outbound calling for people who are doing professional sales to consumers as opposed to the telemarketing sales to consumers. And at the very least, if, if somebody wanted to contact me and kick some ideas around, I'll at least be able to point them in the right direction um, and, and, and tell them what to avoid as well. Well, I think it does apply quite a bit to this industry because one of the biggest problems with this in industry is differentiating yourself from the competition because it is in some people's eyes, commodity, com I'm really struggling with this one. <laughs> Maybe we should wrote out the script for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I meant. Uh, you're right. Everybody, everybody's going off price and they're looking for a way to go. Look, here, here is why you should go with me beyond the price thing. And, and there's a lot of companies that come in and, and if they're newer construction businesses, don't mind losing business on a deal. And so they're super cutting the price. And so you've got to figure out a way to sell on something besides price. Yeah, I would say in your business, it is probably easier for people to differentiate themselves than it is in a product commodity business, simply because there are so many different variables involved in, in, in what you all are doing. I, I mean, when if I, if I want a room build, if I want a house build, if I want to, if I want to remodel, oh my gosh, there's again, so many different variables involved there. Uh, both in the aesthetics as well as what's what's behind the scenes, and then also the the follow up afterward. Mm -hmm. And when somebody is well equipped as a a contractor, they're going to be able to ask those questions to find out what somebody really wants. See, a, a problem with people who aren't comfortable with selling is that they sometimes think that everybody just wants the lowest price. And if you think about it. That, that is rarely true because everybody wants the best value right. and that's not always and, and actually in, in the, the probably the fewest number of cases is that the lowest price. Yeah. Sure. It's great. Yeah. Art, do you think maybe you could give our listeners three tips on how they could increase their meeting set rate when they're trying to make that conversation? You know, obviously you're, you're, we, we, we kind of covered trading phone calls back and forth. Now we've got them on the phone. How can we get a meeting set with them? So three tips would be question, question, and question. That's going to be easy for me to remember. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I only say that partially in jest because it's it's kind of funny. A, a similar question that I will get sometimes is, well, what can I do to include uh, to uh, increase my my closing ratio? And my answer to that always is, be better at opening. 
<laughs> because the, 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 the close is running the ball in from the one inch line. The way that we increase the, the ratio of scoring the touchdown is being better at getting the ball to the one inch line. And the same thing is true with setting appointments because setting an appointment is a close in a sense because you're closing on the right to go out there and have somebody invest their time with you. Okay. So in order to do that, what I'm going to be doing is again, asking a lot of those questions about their why exactly, what are they looking for? And uh, of course we're doing this by phone. We want to do that qualification that you guys mentioned because you, you don't want to uh, waste your most valuable asset, which is time just going out there chasing shadows for somebody that, that uh, is, is not serious or doesn't have the money, depending on how you're positioning uh, your services. So I would definitely be asking questions in the area of, again, their why. I would be asking questions about their intent. Uh, when do they plan on doing it? And then I want to get some feel for uh, making sure we're in the same ballpark as far as the, the scope and the quality of the work that we're dealing with. And then I would not, I would not most definitely quote a price ever over the phone. If I determine somebody is qualified, what we want to do is we want to get in front of them because once we're in front of them, I mean, I'm a phone guy, but by far the most effective way to communicate is face to face. And then of course, being in the visual business, like you are and your listeners are, uh, you've got, you've got samples, you've got uh, your portfolios, what, whatever it is. It plus, there's just the fact that when when I'm there physically, they can they can see you. Uh, I was working with a guy, uh, or actually, I was on a podcast called the Home Service Expert, um, and and he's in the garage door business, and they've got an entire process where when they show up, I mean, he he insists that their guys are well dressed, that their uh, their their teeth are brushed, they do not have bad breath, <laughs> there's no smoking involved because they are for forming an impression of you from that very first second, uh, well, certainly doing it over the phone, but also when you, when you show up there. And when, when people are making a big investment, like what we're talking about here, anywhere from, again, doing a, a, a simple contracting job all the way up to investing a couple of million dollars in building a home, uh, th there's got to be a trust factor there. Well, that was good. great. That, yeah. People should be taking notes. I was. Yeah. You're really good at that. Were you a good thanks. student? Uh, sure, yeah. Of course you were. Yeah, thanks. Okay. This yeah. has been great. Honestly, it's been really helpful. Tom and I were talking like, you know, where, where does an expert at phone sales apply to the business? I think we just found that out. <laughs> I think, the, I think the answer is clear. Very clear. Yeah. yeah. So that was really amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much, Art, for joining us on the podcast and sharing your experience with us. We really enjoyed having you on and talking about sales. Of course, if you'd like to learn more about Art and his business or his podcast, please check out our show notes page at buildertrend.com slash podcast. They'll find links to Art's website and to his podcast on there. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure, and uh, be happy to do it again. Great. Okay. We should have him on. Yeah, we definitely will. Part two. Part two with Art from Scottsdale. Maybe we can go there. Yeah, yeah. let's just do that there. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Art. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.